Today on the news and why it matters, the latest on the impeachment inquiry, there was supposed to be some bombshell testimony going on or something like that. Uh, also, Representative Katie Hill has resigned and has some interesting uh, blame to place on some interesting sources. Uh, don't change the channel. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today, Glenn Beck is back. Oh my gosh. Yay! That's actually the top story of the day. Yeah. We're done here. That's all. Uh, I feel like you haven't been on in two years. I was um, working on a crunch session all last week on the book and on the special that airs tomorrow. Well, I just wish that you would like do something with your I life. Know, You're I so know, lazy. You're I know. never doing anything. I know. I know. I'll get around to it. Uh, Stu, Stu Bergier. No need to cheer. I, I wasn't going to. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I thought you were. But right. he's gone tomorrow. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and you, okay, that's enough. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> YouTube host Eric July back in ah, studio. Absolutely. Yay! 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 <laughs> You're my favorite month. You really are. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Got a lot to get into. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. Glenn, um, you, I know you go to the ranch all the time, and you guys shoot a bunch of guns. Yep. Ammunition gets a little bit pricey. Really expensive. I was just out with a bunch of Navy SEALs, and we were doing something for charity, and we were shooting all day, and it was really expensive. <laughs> really expensive. iTarget Pro allows you to do it uh, inside, in your home, without any ammunition, and it is... It, it's exactly like going to the range, except you're not spending any money doing it. It helps you with trigger control. It, it uh, is, helps you with accuracy. It is a great way to train. To train. Um, I just introduced my seven-year-old son to my gun using iTarget Pro, and it was really awesome. It, you know, he's practicing uh, on the target and everything like that. So it's great for uh, the whole family, and it pays for itself. Just probably after the first use, you can go to itargetpro.com, uh, use promo code NEWS, and you will get 10% off plus free shipping. That is itargetpro.com, promo code NEWS. It's like the, I, I just introduced my... Uh my 15-year-old son to my gun, too. You are going to church! <laughs> that may not be the way to... Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. Maybe it's different than what you were talking about. <laughs> um, so today, a White House national security official by the name of Alexander Vindman. Mm -hmm. He is a lieutenant, lieutenant colonel of the Army. He was uh, supposed to give... I don't think he's actually given the testimony today yet as of the time of this taping, but expected to give testimony in the impeachment inquiry. Um, now, this is being peddled by a lot of the mainstream media as just this is a huge indictment of Trump. However, his statement really basically just says, yeah, what what the whistleblower test. Yeah, what, yeah the, what said, the statement, what the summary is, I think said the quote, is correct. Yeah, I think what the quote was is we all know now what's in, uh, uh, you know, in that phone call. And that's the way it happened. Right. You're like, okay, Confirmed. well, then what do you have to say right. we're needing to hear? Right. Right. But as I went over in my show just a few minutes ago in, in great detail, there's a couple of things that jump out at you in his, in his statement, which, again, was leaked to the press. Um, and that is, he said one of his problems was that uh, Joe Biden and his son was not of national importance, of national security. Well, wait a minute. The, the Obama administration misplaced 
Seven billion dollars. Seven billion dollars. Do you know what seven bit? We gave what a billion dollars to Iran, and that was game changing. Seven billion dollars in the hands of nefarious people. We should know about it. Okay, so we they lost it. If that's not national priority, I don't know what is. When they say, well, because he said, I don't want to be involved in any of this because um, this could affect the, uh, the national security of the United States because if he looks into those things, it will it will break Congress apart and and it will become partisan about Ukraine. Well, wait a minute. That's not our fault. That's right. not national security's fault. That's not the Pentagon's fault. That's nobody's fault. Donald Trump's fault. Yeah. That's people who choose to be offended mm-hmm. by what's happening in as long as it is a fair examination of all of the facts. But I don't think the Democrats believe in a fair evaluation of the facts. Mm, still, do you agree? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, I'm a little concerned about some on the right who are basically just torching this guy personally. Yeah. And it's like, look, he, he has his a, a distinguished record. He served the country for a long time. He does not. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't either. I don't I really think. Don't and either. I haven't heard you say it or anyone uh-huh. here say that. But I have heard it a lot on the right. And I don't I, like there's this instant reaction to just because someone's saying something that's, you know, questioning Trump that you have to say they're, you know, they're, they're this terrible person. So I think that's part one is like we should. We should watch what we're what we're what we're saying, and I think that's happened here. Um, and beyond that, I think it's like I, I totally agree in that they make these things out to be these big whistleblower releases, and it's like, what are we going to find out from this guy? He was the first person we heard about that's on the call. We have the transcript of the call. <laughs> There's nothing to reveal. Like I heard someone discussing this, and like imagine if this story had rolled out differently, where you had witness one whistleblower, then you had another witness, and then you had and it sort of built, and then they released the transcript. It would have been like, oh, my God, we got to the transcript. Well, I mean, the Trump administration, for all the beating they get for the way they handle these things, kind of just put it out there and said, here it is. Well, so thought, we've known the whole time. It was really interesting because people, some people said, well, you know, they, they can edit that. They could all agree to edit that. Okay, well, here's the guy yeah. who was on the phone, and he said, yep, that's the way it happened. <laughs> so that's out the window. Yeah, and if you read the, the, the description of how those transcripts come together, it's not an exact transcript. However, it's multiple people all listening to the call in live, at live uh, in you know, real time, writing out their own summaries, and then they'll all bring it together afterwards. I mean, like, it's not a word-for-word transcript, but it's pretty freaking close, and as that's even back, being backed up by witnesses. Especially when... You have so many people who apparently are against Donald Trump on the phone. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, like, when it's pretty when it's pretty clear, like, well, there's not really anything here, in my opinion. When that's what the transcript looks like, and you know, at least one guy on the phone was like, "This son of a bitch, I gotta get him." <laughs> right, they got, you'd, ex- you'd expect there to be something. Yeah. Look, I think you know this is a, this is something I think is important because it, it is relatively standard foreign policy for us to try to keep these international relationships out of American partisan politics. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, he's not saying something that's crazy there. But on the other side of it, and the media refuses to look at the other side, which is Trump had legitimate reasons to be suspicious about the the interworkings of the State Department and how these issues were being handled. Would they look into these things? He even basically says, like, we shouldn't look into it because we're worried about how this would affect our relationship with Ukraine. And we I think- should. We should not. 
We should not give people money if they've lost a lot of it already. Yeah. We should know what's happening. My There's, position is not giving them money at all. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. There we go. We're done. We can call it a day. How many more bombshells are we going to get out of this um, whole deal? Certainly when it comes to trying to proceed with some sort of impeachment. Um, hearing, which it seems that this is what this is all about. This is what this is always about. Like, how can we damn Trump um, any anymore? So it seems like media sort of fans this side of idea, like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. But like you said, transcripts has already been uh, released. We already got a lot of this stuff confirmed. It's like it is what it is. So what exactly are we learning new? But I think we and we talked about this, I believe, last week on this show, and how it, it's more about trying to rile up certain bases about. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It doesn't have to be factual or anything like that. Like you said, nobody really uh, cares about that at all. It's more about sort of fanning these uh, these flames, if you will, to try to get people riled up. So and this is what I'm always afraid of. And you talked about what people are doing on the right. And I've seen this as well. And what I'm afraid of out of all of this is that we're going to see going forward. I don't call me a conspiracy theorist or what have you. But I believe no matter if Trump is the president going forward or not, be it in, you know, doesn't matter. Four years from now, doesn't really matter. I believe that this is sort of what, where we're at with it. We're like, how much dirt can we find on somebody, even if it's not dirt? Let's perpetuate this idea as if it's dirt, yeah. and let's see uh, if we can get somebody out of there. Um, and yeah. I think well, it's been that way for a long time, but never, never to the point to where they're talking about wearing wires right. in meetings with the president. They want to use the Twenty Fifth Amendment to get them out. Yeah. I mean, they will do anything. Yep to get this guy out. It used to be that we would do that in the election, yeah. and then we'd heal and come back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a spur in perpetual election mode basically right now. Um, you know, can I, I've thought about this for a long time because I wondered, when did the Democrats become the blue and the Republicans became the red? Okay, mm-hmm. when did that happen? Yeah. Do you know when that happened? No. 2000. 2000, right, yeah. They, the media decided, because it used to switch every four years. One side would be red, one side would be blue. And they did that for a reason. So no one was ever locked in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's red and blue. They did that. It's uh, shockingly at the same time we had the most polarized election, uh, except for this last yeah. one or maybe the last few in my lifetime. The media is playing this the whole way to continue to separate us and isolate us from each other. And it's up for it's up to all of us on both sides to say enough of that crap. Yeah. Um, Stu, I think to your point really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, in his statement, in Vindman's statement, he said, I did not think it was proper to demand that a foreign government investigate a U.S. citizen. And I was worried about the implications for the U.S. government support of Ukraine. So it seems like this just has kind of turned into we're going to put someone on the stand and let them just give their opinion on how they feel about it. Now, wait a minute. What is the difference between saying I want you to do an investigation because we just lost seven billion dollars. Right. We want you to do that, and we don't want you to investigate these people. In fact, I want you to fire your prosecutor. Which one is worse? Yeah. I mean, look, the bottom line is they just don't believe Trump on any of that. They believe he's just doing it to get, get at Biden. It's the people. But that's what I'm saying. There's, right. no, there, there's no proof that aligns with that. They've just assigned that motive to him. It, it's totally true. And, and, this, and I will say, like, you know, look, he was impeached the day that he lost control of the House. I mean, this has been the, the, the idea of an impeachment is a foregone conclusion as soon as they got control. He was impeached yeah. the night he won 
the White House. Well, the Republicans were going to do it. Yeah. But the Democrats, as soon as they got controlled, they were going to impeach him. The, the question now is whether the American people buy into it. Does it hurt him in the election? Do, does he get thrown out of the Senate? All that, those other things. They prioritize more than anything. Yeah. I think, and, that, and that's what I think, for the most part, it is. It's a show. Yeah, like, it's a show. It, it's a big show, and that's what they want to do is try to get people riled up because it can. It, I believe that it absolutely can in some way, shape, or form affect the election or what people are going to do because, unfortunately, we sort of fall victim. Not even victim, but we... The media lies and we fall for it. You do you know think I mean? we're going to fall for it or do you think that oh, it's going to backfire? I mean, I think, yes. I mean, uh, with the rise of so, certainly with social media, information is spreading so so fast and whatever is the popular or accept, not a popular, accepted opinion these days. Um, and it, unfortunately, the media likes to get ahead of it. And whatever they say, hey, this is what we should be thinking. A lot of individuals think like that. Some people are smart enough to be like, OK, it's the media. Like, we don't we don't we don't listen to this nonsense. But that's sort of where we're at. And I think more than anything, if anything, they're smart enough to recognize that it's not necessarily even about having enough basis to impeach the president. Nobody cares about that. It's yeah. like, can we make a show out of this? You know, can we make a show out of this and then convince whatever base there is, people in the middle, people on the left, people on the right, doesn't matter. Can we convince them to maybe change their minds? Um, and I think, though, it does have the opposite effect as well, because a lot of individuals see like, well, I'm going to support Trump out of spite. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. this is nonsensical. But, you know, I think that's just sort of where we're at with it. I think, too, like if you're if it's going to be a show, it's your job to put on a good show. <laughs> and right now, the Trump administration has can help itself if it would just like focus on the right things. They, they they spent weeks trying to tell us this was not about quid pro quo. Oh, shut up. And then that's now gone away. Then they've then now they're talking about, well, they won't take a vote and now they're going to take a vote. And they, now they're saying it's in secret and eventually it'll be in public. And they keep having to backtrack off these points. There is one point that matters with the point that Glenn brought up. Is it is it in the best interest of America? If, if you can convince the American people that there's seven billion dollars lost and we were trying to freaking find it and we didn't trust the normal channels to do it that way. So we went we went above and beyond to try to solve this problem. And you know what? Joe Biden's wrapped it up in it. But who cares who's wrapped up in it? This is this is a, this is an offensive thing to the American people who spent their hard earned tax dollars to give it to Ukraine for whatever reason. Um, and, and all of that. So at the end of the day, that's what they have to convince the American people. of. That and. Hey, we just spent all this crazy amounts of money to find out if Russia was skewing our elections. We know that Ukraine was because two people went to jail. Shouldn't we find out the connections to that? Well, not because if it's connected to Donald. If it's not connected, connected to Donald, to Donald Trump, Trump, we don't want yeah. to know it. So those are the two things they should. Every Republican should be on television talking about those two points. You, America, lost seven billion dollars. That should be the talking point. Right, like, seven billion dollars. Where is that money? Two. You cared about Russia. Why do you not care about Ukraine? Is it because it's only Donald Trump? I thought we were here to find out if anyone was playing games with our elections. They were. They were playing them for the Democrats in Ukraine, period. And if you don't like the way he's handling this, then vote him out in November. Yeah. You have your own little impeachment vote. Handle it. Vote him out in November. Don't try to take away the American people's right to actually make that choice, which is what they're trying to do. That's what it should be. All right. Back in a minute. Yeah. I think we should all do it at the end of every point. Yes! Because <laughs> I 
many are not close to each other. Yeah, all right. Uh, before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor, which has been uh, life-changing for me. I got in a car accident and messed up my back. Life-changing for Glenn. Mm -hmm. Life-changing for so many people uh, here at, at Blaze Media, but also you get a lot of testimonials coming in from your listeners. We have a ton of uh, people. In fact, Kay was just saying to me, she said, I think I'm getting, she's our makeup artist, yeah. and she said, I think I'm getting arthritis. Kay's young. Yeah. And uh, she said, I think I get an arthritis. I said, grab a pack of Relief Factor and try it. Take it three times a day as directed. I just had a testimonial of somebody today that said um, in three days, the pain in his back, he was like not able to play football anymore. Uh, the pain in his back within three days went away. The pain in his leg took about two weeks but it's gone. Wow. It's great. Wow. Works for about 70% of the people who try it. Yeah, you go get that three-week quick start pack if you are one of many Americans who just, you just live in constant pain and you think that's what life is. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, you can go to relieffactor.com. It's 20 bucks. 20 bucks and you're likely going to get out of pain. Relieffactor.com or you can call 800-500-8384. So um, Representative Katie Hill has uh, stepped down mm. from Congress. RIP. We're very, very that sad about wrong. that. Yes. And uh, just because she's a woman. That's true. That is, that's what I heard, too. Just because she's <laughs> a woman. That's what Katie's telling everybody. That's there, for sure. yeah, obviously, yeah. we've covered the controversy on the show with like, she likes to get naked a lot, which is bizarre. It's, it's so with, weird that you know, one picture the, with the her brushing of the hair, the brushing of the hair. She's sitting behind this intern and she's completely naked. The intern is fully dressed and looking at the camera like, somebody help me, please. And she's brushing her hair. It's bizarre. It's very weird. Very weird. She's into some weird stuff. But um, so she released a video on YouTube after her resignation. Had some interesting places to uh, place blame. Watch. This coordinated campaign carried out by the right-wing media and Republican opponents, enabling and perpetuating my husband's abuse by providing him a platform, is disgusting and unforgivable, and they will be held accountable. Hi. But I will not allow myself to be a distraction from the constitutional <laughs> crisis we're faced with and the critical work of my colleagues. And so I have to take my personal fight outside the halls of Congress. Too many Americans are counting on Washington to fulfill our promises of quality health care, housing we can afford, and a government that works for the people. And I cannot let this horrible smear campaign get in the way of that work. I will fight to ensure that no one else has to live through what I just experienced. Some people call this electronic assault, digital exploitation. Others call it revenge porn. As the victim of it, I call it one of the worst things that we can do to our sisters and our daughters. Really no mention of the fact that she broke the law. I mean, they, they passed... <laughs> Minor detail. They passed a law last year with all of the Me Too movement that was going on that... You can't do prohibited, this. Right, that prohibited yeah. her from being able to do that yeah. with a staffer. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, she's the victim of right-wing media. How does that... It's funny, because she was actually... Hillary worked for Hillary Clinton. Fast <laughs> right-wing conspiracy. <laughs> for a short time, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, because, you know, she, of course, she ran as, a, you know, criticizing Kavanaugh. Yeah. She did all of the things that you'd expect out of someone who ran on, like, a Me Too platform. I mean, look, you know, I... I, it, I'm sure it is a very complicated situation. I mean, I'm you know I don't know her you know yeah, the, the husband divorce situation. stuff is it's like always messy, right? But, but, the, but she but had the victim, pretty clear lines here. The victim wrote and said wrote to the husband and said, yes. "You are in a toxic relationship. You've got to get out of there. She is abusive. Mm -hmm. I see how she treats me and others and you. You got to get out of there." So 
you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say who's right in a marriage because it's ugly. Mm -hmm. It's ugly. Divorce is ugly. But there's enough here to, to at least pause and say, you know what? I don't want to get involved in your life. The only thing that we should get involved in is you were were in a powerful position and broke the law. You were sleeping with one person on your staff, may have been more. That person was afraid of you. Yeah, we're told from the Me Too movement that that is that's unconscionable. Nah, I mean, that's what's weird about her playing that card. That whole it's just like she's the victim out of all of this. And unfortunately, we, we live in this this world where a lot of not just women, but a lot of people that are of these marginalized groups want to play that that card when things get a little dicey. It's never about them. It's never about what they did to put themselves in the situation. She did something that was very irresponsible um, and, and, and hockey weird. You know what I mean? But that's what she did. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's, what, that's what she did. And um, these are obviously the, the consequences uh, that she has to face. But she's not. And this is the thing that gets me out of all of this is that instead of just taking responsibility and being like, look, Ah uh, yes, this this was weird. I, I probably shouldn't have been butt naked brushing somebody's hair. You know what I mean? That's that's probably not the and thing that I should with, be doing. You know, because she went after Lindsey Graham, and she's like, "What do you have during the Kavanaugh thing? What do what are you afraid of finding in your closet, Lindsey Graham?" Yeah, I mean, did she really? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Let me just oh, let me just point out those. You know, they say it glows with glass houses shouldn't throw rocks. Those with Glass bongs <laughs> should not throw rocks. <laughs> She's, I, you know, it, it, I, I'm amazed at her defense here too, because she she says the revenge porn thing as if that's why she lost. No one, she didn't lose her job over naked right. photos. She yeah. lost her job because she was doing this Me Too violation essentially. Uh, but she's been retweeting things from her account all day since this happened, and it's like defenses from people like Time Magazine had one. Uh, there was one on MSNBC and just another random person. And basically, the the, the tone of it was. All millennials take pictures of themselves naked. They're all going to get out there, and all these people are going to get thrown out of, of office and, and out of their jobs because of these of these naked pictures. And it's like, that what? Not, this, this is solvable. Forget it. This is solvable. Yeah. Don't take pictures of yourself naked. Even if she had sex with the staffers, she'd be denying it. It would be he said, she said. Like, I'm not here to try to to uh, to uh, direct your illegal activities, but like, don't take pictures of your illegal activities. This is like basic movie stuff. You're supposed to know. Just, I mean, on herself, basically. I don't understand it. And it's like the idea that you know, all of a sudden, this is like this this thing. I mean, I, I they cited a study in the Time Magazine st- uh, story that said that 82 percent of adults have sexted within the last year. How is that possibly true? That cannot be true. I just, I don't care if I'm living in this, like, you know, this purity land where, like, everything, no one does crazy things. But, like, that is, like, that's wild. That cannot be an accurate stat. I would love to know how, what percentage was married. Like eighty-two percent of adults, but are, these aren't they all just single said adults, adults right? in the story, right? And they said and a lot of them were pictures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if that number is anywhere close to eighty, yeah, I'm out. I can tell you, it's a low percentage <laughs> of people butt naked brushing people's head taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that percentage is very, very low, low. Yeah. very, so very low. That, that is so bizarre. Like straight up, when I saw it, I was like. I, I, don't it, even I mean, Lala, people are into their things, man. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, people are into oh, their yeah. things. I want to be clear. Like, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm not into what other people are into. Sure. And maybe they're not in, into what I'm into. But, you know, in the same respect, <laughs> in the same respects, this was kind of weird. But, I mean, again, 
could you imagine if this was like maybe a man, definitely if he was a Republican, exactly. and he got to call that, like exactly. he off with his head. He, he's done with it. And yes, she kind of told it's not necessarily that she told on herself, but of course, it's going to look even worse because she was one of those that uh, me too, me too, me too, yeah, me yeah. too. So uh, we get this whole idea that people are using their positions of power to be weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With, with <laughs> other freaky. people. Yeah. And now it looks like she's doing the thing that a lot of individuals it's that promote her narrative are accused of. Most like the me too people don't actually care back in a minute i'm telling you if they remade the ring put a vhs tape in and then it comes out and it's katie katie hill just like brushing the girl's hair uh. that's like right As we mentioned earlier, Glenn has his uh, next special. It's coming up tomorrow. It's called Democracy Does Die in the Darkness. It's tomorrow it at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. That sounds, uh, that sounds happy. A, well, no, it, I mean, that particular part of it is all about the media. We take and show you their provable, outrageous lies on how they are spinning, beyond spinning, just lying about what happened in Ukraine. You don't miss it. And go back and watch the first one on blazetv.com before you watch. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Dave Chappelle was honored with uh, an award last night, and uh, he was being interviewed by a bunch of media outlets. He had a very interesting response to uh, the PC outrage taking place over his latest comedy special. Watch. Political correctness has its face, its place. Excuse me. We all want to live in a polite society. We just have to kind of work on the levels and come to an agreement of what that actually looks like. I personally am not afraid of other people's freedom of expression. I don't use it as a weapon. It just makes me feel better, and I'm sorry if I hurt anybody, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. Everything I'm supposed to say. That is, that is awesome, I man. Love I absolutely it. love it. The thing that I love about this the most is that he's doubling down. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of celebrities, they take the right position, but because it's not the accepted position, they backtrack on it. Chappelle, Mario Lopez. Yes, yes, exactly. Chappelle's like, nah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep it. And that's what so many people from so many different political ideologies, they can appreciate Dave Chappelle for that reason, because he's like, look, this is this is where I'm at with it. Nobody is above being made fun of. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what I'm a comedian. I'm here to make everybody laugh. And, and he's doing that and he's doubling down on he's not apologizing no matter how much backlash that he gets. And I absolutely commend him for it. So he got the Mark Twain Prize. Yes. I don't know if you've, you're familiar with that, but that is a national prize for comedy writing for I mean, that that puts you as like a poet laureate in our country. It is very, very distinguished. Who 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 decides that? You know, I don't I have no idea. Yeah, I I'd be curious to see who yeah. Cause I, that, that to is give the, him that award. Yeah, the like, question is, how did he yeah. get that? Right. How is he how is he surviving this when no one else could survive this? Is it that he is just so funny when he's doing it? Is that what it is? Maybe. It's a good question. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's part of it. I yeah. mean, he, he's good at it. It's not right. like he's bad. It doesn't come off as cheesy or, or corny. But 
I think the fact that he he has conviction in, in, in what is not just his beliefs, but what he's doing, you know, as as a comedian and trying to make people laugh. And he doesn't he doesn't hold punches for anybody. He makes fun of you, black, white, gay, straight, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. He makes fun of everybody. And that's what makes a good comedian a good comedian, because they can make everybody laugh, no matter what side of the political spectrum, ethnicity, ethnic background, gender or what have you. And I think a lot of people just appreciate that and I do think that there is some sort of shift and I think he's sort of heading and unfortunately it's coming from comedians of all people because it's not just him it's a couple of others that are like this is just what we do yeah. you know what I mean and you're gonna have to get over it um, or, or, or get with it and I think a lot of people are seeing that they are the ones in the terms of the entertainers because a lot of the other ones have the same exact position certainly among Hollywood the same exact political positions um, and then again when they do take the right position at any sort of pressure he, you know, they, they they pull back on it. And I think Chappelle is, I, I, maybe it's because of his greatness, maybe that's part of it, and that he was already, like, kind of on top of the world, the upper echelon of just comedians, so he could survive anything no matter what. So it helps to be in that in that position to have that type of screw you money, you know what I mean? Right. Where you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever you do, I'm going to survive it. But I do think a lot of people appreciate simply that he has conviction and he's not pulling punches and he's not apologizing. The other one that can survive over in England is Ricky Gervais. Mm. And I think it's the same kind of thing. He's, he's so brilliant. And Dave Chappelle is same thing. So brilliant that, you know, I don't want to get into a war with those two. Now they'll, they'll cut you to shreds. (laughs) Yeah. So admittedly, I don't watch a lot of comedy shows. So this is a genuine question. Does, do other comedians make you really think, like, introspectively the way that Dave Chappelle I, I think, to does? me personally, that's a talent, you know, and yeah. I think that's certainly when you, the, the recent special had that nice mix of he's, he's making fun of what's actually taking place. Right. And he makes like, it sound loony as he, as he should yes. because it is loony because when you put it in the, the people, perspective. The people he's about to make fun of, they're yeah. cheering him on. Right. And then and he, he's like, that's y'all. Yeah. Like, he actually makes a joke like yeah. that. Like, that's that's, you, that's go, you guys I'm making fun oh, of. Oh, like, crap. Yeah, you got to kind of look in the mirror like, wait right. a minute, this is sort of, this is actually where we at. And that, it, you have to have a certain talent in that regard just like anything else to be able to land that and, and land it as well as he does. It, no, most most comedians, they aren't able to do that. They just aren't able. I mean, we see it. South Park is really good with that as well. Um, as far as making fun of, of what's going down right mm-hmm. now and just making you just be aware um, of it. And, you know, it just makes makes he makes it obvious that, you know, cause we're just kind of a clown world that that we're at. And a lot of people are nutty. You know what I mean? And I just appreciate it. I can't say it enough. And the fact when I first saw that video, I was like in my home, it's like, Yes, man. Like he's because I, I would be afraid that he would apologize, and I shouldn't because Dave Chappelle's you know, always yeah. been like yeah, this. He doesn't care. Um, have you seen the Ricky Gervais special? From do you remember this was five years ago when uh, uh, about four years ago after Bruce Jenner changed to Caitlyn, and then he made a joke maybe at the Emmys or something. He was the host, and he just got decimated, and he went and he went on on stage in Great Britain. And he did probably 20 minutes just on that. That's, that's and amazing. I mean, that's, that's how you do it. sliced everybody up. That's how you it's do it. remarkable, remarkable. But those two were, they're both giants. And, uh, and I think, especially Chappelle, um, because his entire thing is just brilliant. Uh, I think he's going to be responsible for a comeback in comedy. 
And oh, those yeah. who don't, those who don't follow in that path, are going to look like just losers soon. Mm. Uh, well, speaking of dead naming Caitlyn Jenner, you can't you can't do that, especially if you're SNL and you're making a joke about Kanye West, who, of course, we know just released a rap album that is. Christian. Yes, it is all gospel. He says he will not produce another non-gospel, non-religious album again. So, do you believe that? Targeted. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't either. I, I don't believe that, but I do appreciate I'm that, grateful he, for that the he moment. made the album. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? I will, I will say that. Yeah, yeah, grateful for the moment. You don't think he... No, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about I think him. He, I think I've, he believes... Like, I don't think he's purposely lying, right? No, I think yeah, he believes... Yeah, yeah. Right I think now it's going on long enough now that I think everybody once he first started coming out with this sort yeah. of like being against this whatever it certainly is his old self, the old Kanye. It's like I think a lot of people are like his is just for a show, right? He's mm-hmm. just promoting the next album. Now the next album comes out. So I think it's going long enough for us mm-hmm. to be like he's he's for real. now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he does believe it uh, right now at the time. So uh, SNL. You know, dead naming Caitlyn Jenner didn't go over very well. Watch. Yeah, at first I thought Kanye was losing his mind, and now I feel like he's fine. He's just turning into an old white lady. <laughs> I mean, he used to be like one of the coolest black dudes on earth. Now he's showing up to events in sweatpants and orthopedic sneakers, <laughs> listening to Kenny G and trying to get black people to like Trump. It was like, how long before this guy changed his name to Kathy? <laughs> now, you might think that I'm crazy, but about... Five years ago, there was a fella named Bruce Jenner, and he moved to Calabasas. Now, you would think that he would be getting uh, hit because that was just wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. It was just really bad material. But no, he's getting hit by social media for being transphobic because of what he said about Bruce Jenner. Also, he deadnamed. I just did it, too. Whoops. That's the end of me. So how did that make that on the air? On NBC. How did that make that on the air? It's great. Is that a comedian who is not gifted trying to do what Dave Chappelle... That's Mm -hmm. a a great segue into that Mm -hmm. that we just Mm -hmm. did. But out of this, the one thing that I noticed, and I noticed this even with the material that I put out, how for whatever reason that group is off limits from being joked about... He just literally was making fun of, of Kanye, talking about he you know his, his race and all that. The minute he switched to uh, you know oh, Caitlyn Jenner now, the minute the minute he switched he went that route. Now people got a problem. And did you notice that no one laughed? Yeah, like it was like oh what you you can't yeah. you can't yeah. do that. Oh it, uh, it you make fun of Kanye uh, turning right. into a white woman. That's perfectly yeah. fine, mm-hmm. but. Whoa, whoa, you can't even make it. They're off limit. And I noticed this about the material that I that I drop as well, where it's like I get certain like demonetized on certain material and which maybe I'm, I'm talking about that. What's going on? You know, we talked about this case in Texas and I don't want to bring that up. but We just talked about that. And I look at my material and all that gets demonetized like, man, you can make fun of XX and that. And it's all good. But for whatever reason, that group is just off limits. And I just don't understand. I really I legitimately can't understand. And I think that's why so many people appreciate Chappelle because he was like, I don't care. I'm going. I'm going. After, I'm going after them too. Why? Why can I not go go out? You know, make fun of black people, white people, everybody else. Why can't I make fun of them? And then I just have to kind of well, 
kind of steer around that community. That's just that's just not how it, we do it. Here. It is crazy because when you look at the the percentage of people who actually are trans, it's such a tiny percent oh, yeah. of the population who is instilling all of this fear into society that they're going to get canceled if they joke about it. And it's funny because they they are in arguments and uh, you know in mortal combat it seems at times with the LGBT. Yes. Yes, every every single friend that I have who is lesbian or gay, they're like, we don't want anything to do with. Oh, I got, and I I made sure I've even made that distinction in some of the videos that I've done. Like, uh, even even with the the case that we were talking about last week, there are people that are are among that community, and they're like, no, 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 this we've gone too far with this. So I want to be clear: there's certainly those individuals that. And, And how do they make that case? Yeah. How do they make that case? Without I being mean, counseled. Yeah, I mean, if you're if if you're a child, I agree with you that we should not be doing this to children under eighteen or twenty one or whatever it is. But at some point, it's your life, it's your body. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so how can somebody who says it's all about love, even though it shows that it doesn't usually end well for right. people. It increases suicide and everything else. It's still their choice. Yeah, well, yes, but I think with the gay community, they've been fighting for, hey, guys, we were just, this is the way that we're born, right? This That's is, what this they is feel. The right. That's, what, That's what they feel. Right. Right. Yeah. They feel I was born That's in true. the wrong body. Yeah. That's true. That's a good That's point. True. And it's getting yeah. dicey. And now we're starting to see, even among that community, there's some splits. You know what I mean in terms of where people are at. This always happened. When you don't say equal yeah. rights, when you don't, when you're not fighting for the rights of all mankind, you start dividing that into who gets special rights and who needs this and who needs that. It, in the end, it, they always turn on each other. Yesterday's poll uh, was about President Trump getting booed at the Nationals game. They chanted, lock him up. Do you think, so the question was, did you think that the chant lock him or her up is appropriate for either side of the political aisle to use? 63% said no. 37% said yes. Mm, It is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting because it just, Stu said, Stu's obviously not here, but yesterday Stu made the comment, I think that it will be whatever is most recent will be in their memory. So they're mad that it it happened to President Trump. So they say no, but let's not forget President Trump started that. Yeah, and it makes you feel good when you're chanting it, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, you just be consistent. It's either right or wrong. Right, right. Today's poll, will Speaker Pelosi's resolution to formalize the impeachment inquiry succeed on Thursday? What do you think, Glenn? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm not sure if that's an option on the online poll. Eric, I I imagine you don't care either. I think it is, to be honest. (laughs) But I'm I'm, I'm right with it. You think it's not going to? Well, I I don't care either. I mean, I'm right there, but I just think that that's just kind of... Where we're at, I think that she's gotta she's gotta take that position. They're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. They, just, just let them do yeah. it. At this point, why not? Yeah, you know? they've already overplayed their hand. Yeah, like they, ten, they gotta go. ten times over. Every time I'm here, I'm like, let's do it. Like let's get let's get it over with. Yeah, and I'm let's, actually let's, let's, let's get let's make this fun, man. I want the Senate to actually. I want them to pick it up, and I just want the defense. To say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to bring in some other things here. We're going to talk about some other things that were happening in Ukraine. I say go for it. Mm. Go for it. Well, you have heard from us here at the table. Let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. 
vote on our very scientific poll. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for being you. here. We'll see you tomorrow. Ah, it's good. <sighs> Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.